Do you think someone else has met? I actually read a New York Times article about it. Was it about you? No. (laughs) I wrote it and read it. Amazing. Okay. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Results May Vary. Today I'm here with my friend Naomi, who I'm really excited to talk to because she has the most interesting love story I've ever heard in my entire life. Kind of awkward. (laughs) So with that, Naomi, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, hi. Hi. Hey, how's it going? How do you feel? I feel great. Why don't you tell us what, how old you are, what's your sexual orientation, and uh, what do you do for work? Yeah. Hey, I'm Naomi. I am 28, recently 28. I'm a Scorpio, even though I don't really think I am. Well, that's just your sun sign. Yeah, I don't know what my moon sign is. We'll figure it out. I should. I think I looked it up last week because people. <laughs> you think people make fun of forgot. me for being a Scorpio, and it's really hurtful. Anyway, okay. I'm 28 and I am straight, in a committed relationship, and I work as a demand generation marketing manager for a PR and digital marketing agency. That's a boss title. Do you like it? No. Yeah, I like it. Okay. I don't know if it's a boss title. It is. Though. Can you say it again? I'm a demand generation marketing manager for a PR and digital marketing agency. That's fucking awesome. It's gotten me a lot of companies looking to hire me. That yeah, title. I bet I want to hire you and I don't have It's not that cool, but it's a fun job. Cool. <laughs> so you're in a committed relation. A committed relation. How long have you been in this oh, man. ship? Well, officially... <laughs> Why are you being so silly? Officially June 26, <laughs> 2015. So almost three and a half years. Well, And unofficially probably almost four. Yeah. But there was definitely some gray area. Yeah, so tell between. us about the gray area. Tell us how you met your boyfriend. And, and what the gray area means, how you got out of it. How did you oh meet the boy? Are we going to give him a name? Uh, we'll call him Evdog, okay. which is what I call him. Yeah. How did you meet Evdog? Uh, it's a long story, but when I moved to Chicago, I didn't know anyone. and Same. Uh, yeah. And so I went on Craigslist and tried to find an apartment to live in. And I didn't want to live with one other person because what if they were weird? Yeah. I didn't want to live with two other people because three girls are really dangerous together because someone's yeah. always left out. Yeah. So I was looking for a house of four or five. That's a really... I would never... That's never crossed my mind in my life. I was bullied growing up. So. <laughs> Maybe too, and it still never crossed... <laughs> I never came up with strategies. <laughs> yeah. And my mom has coached me this way. Good. Anyway, I moved into this five-bedroom apartment uh, the July after my senior year of college. And uh, my boyfriend moved in a week before me across the bathroom hall. So he was your Craigslist roommate. He was my Craigslist roommate. And we became best friends, like, fairly quickly. I had a really good, well, he still is. My best friend from college is a guy, and I was looking to find someone like him. And Evan kind of took his place, for lack of a better description. Do you think that Evan is like Tim? Um, 
in some ways, Tim is much more outgoing. Yeah. So I'm surprised when you say that you and Evan became best friends so quickly because I can't imagine him doing that and being like, yeah, let's hang out and speak words to well, each other. I definitely took the initiative. Like I, when I first moved in, I was really lonely. All of my friends had stayed in Columbus. I was friends with some people younger than me and I was like very sad. I never thought yeah. I'd leave Columbus. And then I got a job here and it was time to pack up and go. But the second night I was living in our apartment, I was call- I was talking to my mom on the phone and I was crying. Mm-hmm. I was like, I should have never left Columbus. I'm never going to be happy here. And she goes, that boy that helped you carry up your bed when we moved in, why don't you go ask him to get a drink or dinner? And I was skeptical because I was like, he was kind of weird. He didn't really talk when he helped me carry my bed upstairs. And... She's like, whatever, maybe he's better one-on-one. And he was nervous. You're overwhelming to begin with. And I said, oh, I was like, okay, Mom, you're right. So I knocked on the door. Luckily, he was home. You knocked on the door of his bedroom? Well, we shared a bathroom. So I knocked on the door of his bedroom from our Jack and this Jill is bathroom. Already, we're already at a step that I would not have taken. Well, I just like, I didn't I'm know so anyone. Impressed. And I was so sad. And yeah. when I'm sad... I need to be around other people. I don't sulk well alone. Yeah. I need to usually sit in silence with someone else, but I don't do well by myself. Yeah. And so I knocked on the door through the bathroom, and he opened it, and I said, hey, there's this new brewery that opened up around the corner from our house, Dry Hop, shout out Dry Hop, and do you want to go get a drink? And he said, sure, give me a second. He got dressed, and... he Was he naked when he opened the door? He was not naked. <laughs> you said that happened later in the one. relationship. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but he got dressed and we went and had drinks and we'd stayed there for like three hours. But it, was it romantic? Were there sparks? No, we were just friends. We bonded a lot about concerts and we bonded a lot about sports. Um, and I felt very content. And for that first that first time in 48 hours, I wasn't lonely anymore. Yeah. And I wasn't sad. And I said, well, maybe this could work. Maybe he could be my friend. Mm-hmm. And it's convenient. He lives across the bathroom hall. Mm-hmm. One poop away. One poop away. And that was the start of our friendship. Yeah. So that was July 2013. Well, So we've been friends for a really long time, yeah. which I think is why our relationship works, but... We can talk about that later, but we became friends first. Mm-hmm. We were really lucky. Um, when did it go to Funky Town? Oh man! So <laughs> this this person that we know was visiting, and he was staying was with good. me. Good it was the Men's World Cup. He was staying with you. We were pretty decent friends. Interesting. So we were staying I together. <laughs> yeah, we were staying together, and. Uh, or he was sorry, he was staying with me, and we went and watched the USA's game. I don't remember who they were playing, but Millennium Park or Grant Park was having a show, like mm-hmm. a watch party. And so I went down with our friend and a couple of my other friends, and we just got wasted. Mm-hmm. We ended up in American Junkie, which is now Fremont, which is like home to bottomless brunch and scary IU people. Oh, wow. So we ended up at Fremont, and I lost credit card roulette. What does that even mean? You, like, put all of your—we bought shots. Uh You put all of your credit cards in, and the first pick out loses. 
But the guy who got picked first was like, no, it's last card out. Classic dude. And I put down my mom's credit card. I remember this like distinctly. I put down my mom's credit card to the point that I was so drunk. I wasn't even really paying attention. My mom called me three days later and she said, why is there a $100 bar tab on my Mm. credit card? And I said, I lost credit card roulette and I was drunk. And she goes, stop gambling on my credit card. Anyway, long story short, I lost credit card roulette and I was like, that's it. I got to go home. So our friend went home with us mm-hmm. and Evan and I, I knew he liked me because I'd thrown him a surprise party earlier that year and, but didn't really pay attention to it. I was like, he's my buddy. Wait, you, so how did you know he liked you though? He texted me after the surprise party saying how much it meant to him that I threw him this party. And yeah. for a guy who doesn't express his emotions that much. Yeah, you really I picked up it. on it instantly. Yeah. And I had hooked up with one of his friends. Ooh. And you could tell how upset he was. Yeah. So I knew about it, but I wasn't really actively paying attention. Yeah. And I came home, and like normally when I came home, I went and said hi to him through the bathroom. The guy who was staying with us, my friend, went to sleep. And I jumped Evan's bones in the bathroom. Ev dog's bones. Sorry. Oh, well. Um, That's incredible. In the bathroom. Yeah. It's the first time. No, we didn't even have sex. Jump bones is in like, I like made out with him for Uh, a significant amount of time. I love making out for a significant amount of time. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. And I was like, this is awesome. And then the next day I woke up and I had like an instant load of regret. Uh, So I was like, I'm going to lose my best friend over this. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, I can't date you. I need to be with someone who I can be serious with. I was so mean. To the point that every year on that anniversary of that day where I texted him like, hey, I need to be with someone that I'm serious with, I text him and I say, I'm really sorry for hurting you X many years ago. You texted him that? We G-chatted. Oh. But now when I... Because you like went to work? Mm-hmm. I went to work. I was in bed by 9.30. It was perfect. Oh, so, and then we went back and forth for like a year and a half, mm-hmm. hooking up, kind of hooking up, not hooking up, dating other people, and the dating other people is when I realized that like I really liked him. Yeah, that really brings it out. Maybe, he, yeah. yeah, he had brought a girl home, and she was a mutual friend of our other roommate, and they woke me up at 7.30 in the morning. They were just talking. Mm-hmm. And I was so mad at him. I laid in bed all day, watched P.S. I Love You, and cried my eyes out. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I actually that, really honestly, like him. respect for, like, healthily processing those emotions, because never in my life have I, like, been sad and, like, allowed myself to be sad. That is the only time I've ever let myself be sad. <laughs> let me be very clear. <laughs> That's good, though. He brought it out of you. Yeah, and then... So, during this time, during this year and a half where things were murky like did you guys fight would you hook up and be like no I can't and like man well there was one point in time where in that year and a half gray area that I was like I want you to take me on a real date Mm -hmm. I was like all we've done is secretly made out in the bathroom without our roommates knowing and I want to go on a real date. And he found this really cute Italian restaurant somewhere on the west side of Chicago, probably in Logan. And I think he had this idea that 
we'd come home that night and have sex. We had talked about it. I mean, like... About having sex? Yeah, and that, like, we really liked each other, and it was... You hadn't had sex yet? No. You just had been hooking up for a year and a half? Yeah, hooking up, got yeah. It, got it, got I, it, got it. I don't even really know what hooking up means. I feel it's like it like means it, something different to everyone. It really does. When I was younger, I used to, like, having sex was having sex. Hooking up was anything but yeah penetration. Right. So we were hooking up. I was like, take me out on a date. And we went on this date, and I think he thought that we were going to go home and have sex. But I had my period. Mm. And I just, like, didn't want to do that. I didn't want that to be our first time. Yeah. The Red Wedding. Wow, yeah. Whatever. I don't even watch Game of Thrones, but I understand the reference. You know. And he was so mad at me because he's like, you've been playing with me all night. I thought you were teasing. Sometimes it's really hard not to be flirty, though. Well, and we had gone through so much. We were friends, and we were hooking up. Then we were friends, and we were hooking up. And so he was so mad at me that I wrote a check for my half of the bill and taped it to the mirror in the bathroom. And I was like, I'm really sorry that this didn't feel like a date. And I left, and he came home, and he had ripped it up. (laughs) Oh, my God. So maybe that was a little petty. But I also didn't want him to feel like I was leading him on because I wasn't. I just, like, didn't want our first time to be that way. I wanted it to be romantic. I'm on my period? Yeah. We were, I mean, we had shared a bathroom. He knew everything about And he still was mad? He wasn't mad that I had my period. He was mad that... That you acted like you didn't have your period up until... He's like, why didn't you tell me sooner? Yeah. Which I get. It's fair. But that's such a tricky situation because, like, that's, like... And obviously, there's not the same things at all. But, like, when do you tell someone you have an STD? When do you tell someone you have your period? Like, yeah. beginning of the date, you sit down, order wine, you're like, P.S. I know. Got, yeah. Got a super max <laughs> tampon in right now. Right. Just wanted you to know, so I didn't lead you on. Yeah, I'm, like, very open when I have my period, and you can also tell because I cry about everything, or I'm just an evil bitch. Yeah. Like, I am true form. You. I'm, I'm. You are the same way. No, I actually don't get periods. Oh, yeah. You yeah. talked about this on your other podcast. Yeah. I, now I don't get them as much. Awesome. But yeah, this was like pre-birth control. Yeah. This was scary, Naomi. She was scary. Anyway, so that was like the gray area. And then after that date, we dated other people. Oh, shit. When did you finally... And we would get ready for first dates together. Oh, God, I hate that. It was very weird. Skipping ahead, when did, when did Peen meet Vagine? Oh, it was St. Patrick's Day. Wow. I think, like, almost six months after we went on this date. Mm -hmm. Actually, no. We probably went on that date two months before this happened. Mm -hmm. It was St. Patrick's Day. We both came home, and we were watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Season one. natural aphrodisiac. Yeah. And our roommate came in and brought us pizza and, like, completely cock-blocked us. But you still got it in. Later. Yeah. That day. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So, when I was over at your house uh, the other week... Oh, yeah. We talked a little bit about, like, how vanilla you are. Yeah, I'm very vanilla. So, what do you mean by that? It doesn't take very erotic sex to, like, make me feel amazing 
Like, I can oh, do yeah. solid missionary style. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with missionary. And you know what? Vanilla is still delicious. Yeah, and it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched way too many, like, medical shows where, like, some guy's dick gets broken inside the girl. Like, ER had an episode about that, I think. So I feel like that's <laughs> it's an outlier. Totally an outlier. I don't know what you think people are doing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are times where, like, I would read Cosmo. I don't read it that much anymore. Right. Like, I watch I read... the Snapchat stories for some reason. I can't go on Snapchat as much. It's exhausting. Anyway. I, yeah. You like Snapchat. No, no, no. I don't watch or open anything that anyone sends to me because I'm an asshole, but every morning I open Snapchat, and this is embarrassing, and I need to edit this out, but I open the Daily Mail story and read the whole thing. I've done that. I don't know why. Like That was pre-Snapchat being annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So The Daily Mail's good. Well, my question Solid now content. is, no, they spell everything wrong. Um, and their stories aren't even, they'll have, like, a fact or, like, a meme from the internet that's literally, like, so obviously a lie or, like, someone made it to be, like, yeah. uh, like <laughs> sarcastic and they post it as news. And they're like, did you see? I still read it every day. Anyways, um, so if you consider yourself this vanilla, this, like, straightforward... <laughs> I don't know where this is going, and it's scary. <laughs> Has there been, what like, was there an experience that you tried something or, like, a period of time where you were a little more uh, coloring outside the lines, and you, because of that experience, you were like, I'm going back to missionary? Nothing made me, like, yeah. this way. <laughs> Have you tried anything that you would consider not vanilla? No. Oh. I mean, we've done other things other than, like, missionary. I'm sure you have. But, like, I, I, I can't ever say that I've ever 69'd anyone. No one ever needs to be 69ing. It's the fun I also worst. don't get it, but I remember as a kid, like, people talked about... Not kids, not the right word, but in high but, school. Yeah, we it's were like, like thing. Yeah, this guy's 69 with that girl last night. It's no like, one wants to do geez, that. Jeez, that sounds awful. Only, only, like, old people want to do that. Old people? Have you watched The, the Americans? No, but when you say old people, I think of my 91-year-old grandmother. She fucking might be. We She's in an assisted living place. The men are aplenty there. But I don't want to think about that right now. Let's move on. <laughs> so you have a 69'd? No. But like we've done doggy style. Are you listening? Doggy style is, like, I standard. Think it's kind of vanilla. Doggy, doggy style? Yeah. Yeah. Some people... I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this. <laughs> my sister's totally going to. Hey, Liv. So, what about um, stuff other than like penetration? penetration? Yeah. <laughs> What's the line in Pitch Perfect? Like, still not a good enough reason to use the word penetration. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good. Uh, that was a good. I mean, we've both like gone down on each other. Good. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, like we. We've, like, tried shower sex, which doesn't work. No, it doesn't it's work like a slip anyone. and slide. It's awful. Yeah. We've tried having sex other places. Doesn't work. Do you use any accoutrements? Do you use lube? Do you use toys? Um, this is funny. 
Poor Evan. So Evan and I don't really do gifts except for birthdays. Okay. Like every Valentine's Day, we set a limit of what we can spend on each other, and we cool. buy something that the other person may want. Yeah. Um, or like for our anniversary mm-hmm. every year, which we don't know if it's like the 26th or the 27th. So sometime in that period, we give a gift to each other. Like a butt plug. <laughs> oh, the butt plug. Anyway, no. So one year, or when we first moved into the our new apartment, Without any other roommates, I got Evan a bottle opener because he loves beer, and it sits on our refrigerator, and it the magnet catches the bottle caps. Cool. And he got me a vibrator. Ooh. Because he's like, this will help you. Yeah. When we're having sex. Yeah. Because, like, sex doesn't make me... Me neither. Orgasm. Me like it neither. Gets- <laughs> Did you hear that? Me neither. Um, <laughs> so, like, Not I well, need please. extra stuff. Literally 70% of women, and this is with the very limited research that we have on sex and penetration and female orgasms, with that very limited data, only 30% of women can even physically orgasm from penetration. I've physically orgasmed once from penetration. Once. Yeah. And I've been having sex since I was... 11. No! (laughs) 17. Dark, I need to edit that out. (laughs) 11. (laughs) Tiffany. Uh, (laughs) 17? I'm 28. Once. Yeah. And I don't think it means that my partners were bad in bed. No, it doesn't mean anything. It's meaningless. Right. It's meaningless. Meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. What's, What's that from? Nothing. Oh. Made it up. It's meaningless. What's that from? This is from me. <laughs> <laughs> this whole section is a mess. It's a mess. It's okay, a mess, so it's you... A mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. That's actually a question that I've... Wa- I... <laughs> You're like an alien. <laughs> E.T. <laughs> I know, just like with my hair pulled back. E.T. phone home. <laughs> like no makeup and just like these huge headphones I can feel. Myself looking like an alien. Anyways, um, one question that I am going to start asking every female guest, and if you're going to take a video, this is the part that you want. Um, how do you orgasm? <laughs> if I wanted to take a video, this is the part that I wanted. <laughs> um, it's usually like, <laughs> it's usually either in the middle of sex when Evan is inside of me, and we're using the vibrator. Right. Or it's post-Evan orgasming. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, like, pretty unselfish. So. Yes. I understand that. It, I'm, like, he should get off first because yeah. he has something that could go away. Oh, interesting. And, like, sometimes I'm just, like, horny. Yeah. And. Yeah. I'm like, Evan, you want to use the wand? We call it the wand. So what, what is it? Is it like the it's like Sex a, in the City? I never really watched Sex in the City. Is it's it, like this big. If For those listening, it's like maybe a foot long. Uh-huh. And it's got like a ball on the end yeah. that vibrates. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I don't I've, know the word for that. Uh, we call it the wand. There's, there is a word, and I can't remember what it's called. But 
that was, I feel like that was like made famous by Sex in the City. Okay. Yeah. I've definitely watched most episodes of Sex in the City, yeah. but as background noise, so I never yeah, really pick, exactly people will quote you it to me. Have to study it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so I've never used one of those. I'm actually like just interested because it's amazing. Of the, yeah. It's incredible. So I have just like a little the little guy, like, like a magic bullet. Yeah. Yeah. I can pull it out right now since we're so close to my dresser, but. Um, I'm interested because I feel like I, I got it because I thought that it would be more useful with a partner. And yeah, exactly. Now I'm kind of like, I feel like it's more for just like me. It's for you time. Yeah. I've never tried it with someone else. We used to bring the magic bullet with us when we were on vacation. Of course. Because it was easy to pack. Yeah. And one time Evan's lube got taken away at security and it was the most amazing thing to watch. But that's besides the point. <laughs> I hope Evan never listens to this. Um, He's going to, right? I don't think so. Okay, cool. I don't know. He's not a podcast guy. Neither am I. (laughs) Same. (laughs) (laughs) I also, like, think that sex is very private. And, like, I only talk about it. Like, this is outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. No problem. (laughs) I can do it. I can turn it. Like, I can talk about it. Yeah. But... Like, you feel like a girlfriend to me, and there's just a microphone in between us. Like, yes. with girlfriends, it's fine. So, but like, I think it's very an intimate thing with me and my partner. Or my is. partner and me. It, or English. It's fine. I completely understand that, and I will also say that... Um, Rachel's going to be home in three minutes. I need to close my door. I will say that uh, you bring up intimacy, and that's an excellent point, because as... As much as I'm, like, talking big game, which weird flex for me, but, like, mm, I totally put my vibrator in my carry-on and have people, <laughs> like, okay, Lauren. But sex itself, like, it is such a private thing, and I feel like I take it a level too far where it's, like, it's so private that it's, like, just me. Yeah. And I so, used to be that way. Yes. I used to and be really like... that I'm still really working on is, like, sharing that with the, the person that I want to be intimate with. Yeah. You should... You can edit this out if you want, but I used to be that way until uh-huh. Evan and I had sex one time and the condom got stuck inside of me. We were like new, new like new to having sex together and I wasn't on birth control. Mm-hmm. So we were wearing a condom. Like I wasn't going to do a pull out yeah. thing. Yeah. And his condom got stuck inside of me and like I couldn't talk to him about it. Like yeah. he helped me retrieve the missing item. Amazing. Good man. Yeah. Good guy. But... Like, Find you a man right, who I need fishes it. the condom out of your uterus. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't know who to talk to. And I was like, I have girlfriends that I'm sure something like this has happened mm-hmm. before. And that changed my whole world. Yeah. Talking to your girlfriends about it? Yeah, I was like, has this ever happened to you? And they're like, oh, girl, all the time. And it happened to one of my friends like three months ago. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been there. This is what you do. Yeah. If you want to take plan B, go now. But Have you taken plan B? Yes, twice. I've taken Once it. when the condom was stuck inside of me. Yeah, that time. <laughs> and once in college after just a rough night. Yeah. How Did you have any, like, reaction to No. That? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God, I took it one time and it literally, like... Maybe I had a maybe I had a stomach ache. Yeah. Oh my god! It gave me cramps like oh. no other. It made me nauseous. You know what that means? Feel like I was you were little... really pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> In that moment. In that moment. Okay. Cool. Um. So actually, before I forget, let's let's pose the question that was just 
post. That question makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, good. How (laughs) how vocal are you? How loud are you? So loud, vocal, all the above. How loud or vocal are you during sex? And really, I'm very vanilla. So I mean, do you make? Is it silent? No, it's not silent, but I'm not like screaming. Like Charlotte said, she was very loud. Yeah, she's a screamer. I'm not loud. Yeah. I've always wondered about screamers uh, and completely silent people because the other part of the question is, like, do you think it's nature versus nurture? And I don't know what I think about that because... I think it's a mix of both. I think it's nurture if your partner needs it. Okay. Like, if you feel like they've hit this, like, wall. Yeah. Sometimes some noise helps them yeah or like talking to them yeah complimenting them okay how do you feel about talking doesn't bother me how do you feel about dirty talking talking dirty i don't know if anyone does like dirty talking well they do do you want me to know their numbers (laughs) no 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 no. i that's not to say that like i just it doesn't do anything for me yeah and if it doesn't then it just is gonna be silly I need to I need to give you a different pillow because this one is so loud. Let's put him. No, it's fine. Okay. He's so crunchy in the microphone. How's that for nature versus nurturing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, I think it's fair to say that it's a mix of both. Um, because well. I don't know. I was going to say, like, if my partner is completely silent, I'm not going to be... Yeah, I'm not going to be loud, but I I kind of am what I am. Yeah, Evan and I have a good mix. Like, we are not silent, but we don't scream. Yeah. Probably farther on, like, the quieter side. Yeah. But it depends. It depends if alcohol's involved. Mm, yeah. It depends, like, how long it's been. Yeah. Because there are weeks where, like, I'm so busy and I'm not home at night and I get home and I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to have sex right now. Yeah. Totally get that. Um, like, every 28 hours that Charlotte said, that's insane. <laughs> it's a lot of sex. They also are in a new relationship. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I, t- I really like talking because, like, words, like, written or spoken, like, words are what do it for me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Our sex is not silent. I, yeah, I didn't think it was. I'm too fucking loud. Yeah. In I general, can't imagine as you my having, human being. Can't imagine you having silent sex. Not that I've imagined you having sex <laughs> before. Well, now things have taken a turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into our spreadsheet. Oh, yeah, Lauren gave me a spreadsheet because I'm too type A to come in here blind. (laughs) Can you say that? Is that a microaggression? No. Really? Type A people... um, No, to come in here blind. I think that's a microaggression. I'm too type A to come in here unprepared. I think... I think that's better. Yeah. I'm trying to be better about my microaggressions. That's good. That's a good goal to have. But I don't think that was one. I don't know. But maybe the internet will prove me wrong. This could be a learning moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So your Craigslist roommate is, what denomination is he? Is he Christian? 
He's nothing. He's nothing. He's he went to a Catholic high school. Okay, that means nothing. But it was because it was good at... I think he was raised Methodist. Okay. Then he went to Catholic high school, and then his family kind of abandoned religion in general. Got it. And you are Jewish. I'm a member of the tribe. Yeah. The tribe. The tribe. Well, one of the 12 tribes of Israel, but the tribe. So, (laughs) growing up, did you think, I'm going to marry a Jew? Yes. 100%? Yeah. I come from a very... So... My dad's side of the family, both of his parents are Holocaust survivors. So they were persecuted for their religion. Yeah. And so all growing up, it was very important to yeah. be Jewish, be proud that you were Jewish, and date someone who was Jewish. Yeah. Just, like, preserve your culture yeah. and yeah, share right. something that's so special. Like, I went to Jewish school for mm-hmm. 10 years. Mm-hmm. Full-time. <laughs> Not part-time. Well, like, some people go to public school, and then they go to Hebrew school on the weekends. Whoa. I did not do that. I learned Hebrew and, like, Judaica. Judaica? Yeah, it's, like, the study of Judaism, Judaica. Wow. Aren't you learning so much? Yeah, I am. So I thought I'd marry someone Jewish. It's so much easier. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, I'm a cultural Jew now. Like, I go to temple once, maybe twice a year. Mm Mm-hmm. But being a Jew is important to me because of the community. Yeah. And, like, I can go anywhere in the world. Yeah. And, like, if there's a synagogue there, like, I'm welcomed. That's beautiful. Or someone knows someone that knows someone that knows someone that I know. Right. And I think that's really beautiful. That is beautiful. But, yeah, I thought I'd end up with someone Jewish. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Here we are. How does your family feel? So my mom doesn't care as much okay she's jewish Mm -hmm. but she grew up in a much more lax household Mm -hmm. than my dad did but my dad and his sister like studied in israel okay and they came back and they had completely changed like they were keeping kosher they were going to temple all the time all this stuff my dad does not do that anymore okay um, he had, like, a period of his life where he, like, examined... In his transformative closely. years. I mean, I yeah. think he was right out of high school or wow. a sophomore wow. year in... A sophomore in college, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, like, my grandma started keeping kosher because of my dad and all of this stuff. Anyway, um, so my mom doesn't care because she grew up in this very, like, lax environment. But she will tell you, if you ever ask her, like, one of her cousins ended up marrying someone who wasn't Jewish, and he was excommunicated from the family. The the Jewish person who married outside of the faith They both were. They were both excommunicated. And her dad was, like, the only one that talked to him and, like, helped them pay for their wedding and stuff like that. But my dad, with my dad, it's a lot harder. Um, My dad thinks that you should... Marry someone who's just like you. You need to keep it in the faith. Um, And when I started dating Evan, my dad was like, whatever, it's not going to last very long. And when we moved in together by ourselves, he's like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then this summer, it kind of hit the fan because things are getting serious. I've been dating Evan for a really long time now. A lot of people that have been dating our length and time are getting married. Yeah. And he's like, if your grandmother ever found out that you were dating a non-Jewish guy, I would send her right to her grave. Might be a bit of an exaggeration. No, kidding. Yeah. But it destroyed me. Yeah. And, like, Evan knew when we started dating, I was like, listen, like, 
I'm Jewish. If we end up together, like you have to convert. Mm-hmm. And when we moved in together, I was like, I'm moving in with you knowing that we are going to get married. If it doesn't work out, fine. But I'm going in with the intention. I want to set this intention now mm-hmm. that we're getting married if we move in together mm-hmm. by ourselves with no other roommates. <laughs> So he knew that. And I was like, here are my non-negotiables. It's not as important to me as it is to my parent, my my dad and my grandma. My grandma still doesn't know that my boyfriend and I are dating. Mm-hmm. But she's 90 and is mildly senile. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't make sense to cause her any stress. Yeah, why, yeah. Unimportant. Um, that's actually, that's the charger for my vibrator. <laughs> so, so not unimportant, but um. unimportant for our purposes right now. But yeah, so my dad said that, and it like it really destroyed me. Because originally, Evan was going to propose like by the end of this year. He's like, we'll get engaged by the end of 2018, because I have an obsession with even numbers. Have I ever told you this? No, you haven't. I love even numbers, and I want everything in my life to be even. Like, I was born on October 26, 10, 26, 1990. Mm-hmm. My soccer number was six. All of my addresses, like, I'm just obsessed with it. Okay. So I was like, oh, we'll get engaged in 2018. We'll get married 2020. We had, like, six weddings in 2018. Yeah. We now have seven in 2019. So that was our thought. He's like, I'll propose, and then we'll go through conversion. hmm And my dad was like, I will not give permission. And as sexist as it is, I still want Evan to include my parents in his decision. Yeah. To propose to me. Yeah. Like, my family and I are very close. Yeah. And I don't want him to just ask my dad. I want him to ask for my, like, yes. A blessing versus permission because yes. I'm no yes. one's own. I'm not owned by anyone. Right. Um, and my dad's like, I will not give my blessing and I will not come to the wedding if he is not Jewish before he proposes. And so that set our whole timeline back because converting to Judaism is a pain in the ass. Didn't you say it's 18 weeks? So it's 18 weeks of classes. Mm-hmm. We just had our fourth one yesterday. And then there's like other stuff you have to do. There's like ritualistic stuff. Okay. So we're looking at, like, April by the time he's done. Wow. And then his friends want to throw him a bar mitzvah party, so we have to put in time for that. (laughs) That's so fun. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, Evan is the most supportive guy in the world because Mm -hmm. he would do anything for me. Mm -hmm. And I never want him to feel like I'm taking advantage of that, so I go to all the classes with him. We talk about it together. I don't ever want him to feel like he's alone. Yeah. Um. And we, I told my dad a couple weeks ago that Evan and I had started classes. And it went much better than I expected. Okay. I think my dad thought that I was going to end up with Evan, who wouldn't be Jewish. We weren't going to raise our kids Jewish. And, like, that was never going to be my thing. Yeah. I was always going to have a Jewish home. Yeah. That's what I was raised in. I think that, like, religion provides this, like, unique sense of balance when it comes to morals. Mm-hmm. And I think some people take religion and twist it, but Judaism, especially the sect that I practice, is Mm -hmm. very like, how can we make Judaism work for modern Americans? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. But it's like loving your neighbor as yourself and like treating people the way that you would want to be treated and honoring your parents Mm -hmm. and that your family is really important. And sure, it has text built into it, but like... I don't know, you can cut this out, but there's this, like, chapter in the Torah that's, like, Abraham, who's, like, the father of the Jewish people, opened his tent to strangers. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's really beautiful. I think that's, like, this beautiful yeah. tenant that religion taught me. Yeah. 
I think that not knowing a whole lot about Judaism, like, it seems like there's more emphasis placed on, like, these values and, like... It's very value-based. Pointing to things and being, like, let's use this as an example as opposed to the brand of religion that I grew up in, which was, like, this... This is the way. In the Bible, said that we have to light gaze on fire. Right. So, you yeah, know, there's a whole like, West Wing episode about that. I'm going to send that to you later. We we take everything so literally, and then like as I grew older, it was kind of like, okay, if we take things literally, then like why is there genocide in the Bible? You right. know, or like whatever. I know. So, I yeah. I went through a period where I was reading all these books on like theology and trying to like dismantle all of the logical fallacies that I was finding in religion and then I gave up yeah I mean I don't think any religion is perfect like even in these classes I'm learning all these things that I'm like wait what right that's so antiquated Mm -hmm. but like there's this line in Judaism that's like everyone's created in the image of God Mm -hmm. and like whether you believe in God or not if you think about that line Mm -hmm. this is like way deep but if you think about that line it's true Mm -hmm. like we come from different places. Like, me and someone of different socioeconomic class come from different places. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the beginning, we were all the same. Mm-hmm. And, like, privilege got in the way and mm-hmm. family got in the way. But, like, we're all the same. We're all humans. It really seems like the more that I hear about Judaism, it seems a lot more spiritual than Christianity. It depends. Because, like, it depends on, like, what – there's so many different – Levels isn't the right word, but, like, practices. Okay. Like, if you're super orthodox, you believe in, like, living by the text. Okay, yeah. And that's when you lose your spirituality. Mm-hmm. Because the whole idea of, like, we're made in God's image, like, that's definitely practiced in Christianity, but it, the vibe is a little different. Right. But, like, everyone kind of being the same as each other. No. Like, you treating your neighbors, you treating yourself as, like, a certain way or whatever. Like, that's a very spiritual concept. It's really beautiful, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I never, like, going back to it, I was never going to raise my kids in a non-Jewish home mm-hmm. because it it's given me a lot to be centered by, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of questions about it that I'm, like, I wrestle with. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought, I think it's important for my kids to be raised that way. Like, we've been having these conversations yeah. for five years. So, Evan's the best and is now converting, and we're learning all about Judaism together. In the first episode that I did, um, Scott mentioned that there is... A part of the Talmud, yeah, that like talks about your duty to make women orgasm. <laughs> I have not read that in a long time. Has Evan gotten to that part yet? We haven't done a lot of textual study. Well, you need to focus on that chapter. I guess I have to look that up. I remember Scott saying that, and I laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right, I'm gonna go home and read that tonight. That's homework. Please do. Um, okay, so we talked about vanilla sex. So, a question that I had for you, um, (laughs) so, uh, do you believe the opposites attract? Because you and Evan are very different. Yeah, we're different in a lot of ways, but we share a lot of interests. Mm -hmm. Like... We both like to travel. We both like watching sports. We both really love dogs. Mm -hmm. And while those seem very surface level, it's given us a lot to connect on. Yeah. If you're at a party with us, 
you will see that like I am the Energizer Bunny Mm -hmm. and Evan lets it be the Naomi show. Mm -hmm. But I think what's happened in this relationship is like we've adapted. I could go, 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 go. I never needed time to decompress. Then I started dating Evan and he needed alone time. And at first I was so offended. I was like, am I that much for you that, Mm -hmm. that you can't be around me all the time? He's like, no, but I need time to come back to like me. Mm-hmm. And now I need that. Yeah. That's so interesting because like I always am I don't I mean I'm I'm introverted but like I don't think it's black and white. I think that there are like I can't spend that much time alone, but if I am yeah. around people all day or even if I have a social thing or whatever, like I I really do need time to like sit down and not speak. Right. I like to say after a networking event, I like to go home and sit in a dark room with no other stimulation. Yeah. But he grounds me. I mean, I don't think I could be with someone who is just like me. No. Because then it would be a competition all the time. Yeah. Of like, who's louder? Who's funnier? Who's more exciting to be around? I totally agree. How many minutes have we recorded? Um, I don't know, but we've been recording for 1,500 beats. On GarageBand. Oh. Can we talk about having, on the on the topic, a little bit of opposites, um, having different opinions from your partner? Because I feel like now it's a bigger deal than yeah. it used to be. Um, so Evan and I share a lot of opinions, but he's definitely more into facts versus, like, emotion. And so I'll read something on Twitter and I get so fired up and he's like, who reported that? Mm -hmm. And I'll say... And that's important. Right. And I appreciate that because one, it causes me like a huge amount of stress to the point that sometimes I have to get off Twitter. Mm -hmm. But he's like, who's reporting on that? And I'll say, oh, it came from this person who this, they retweeted this person. And he's like, Naomi, but where did that come from? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're right. That makes a lot of sense. I... But I, most of my friends are like, oh my God, did you read this? Mm-hmm. I think that it's different. Only I, a lot of um, conservatives who are like trying to be trendy on Twitter will retweet things or, you know, post content that is like inherently flawed or like, right. like their, their presentation sucks. I would even say like, as a liberal myself, I think liberals do that too and that's, yeah that's exactly but i think it's saying. hard to pay attention to yes. when you when you're so you're wrapped ready. up in, and you're angry yes and you're so ready to just be like oh this person that i've relied on before tweeted this yeah right totally agree and that pisses me off yeah but that's such a good point like i catch myself reading things and i'm like wow i can't believe they said that so like a quote that i read or something and then i'm like how the fuck do i know they right. said that right so Evan and I have struggled with it a little bit since the 2016 election. We were never uncivil to each other, but there would be points where I'd be like, you're a dumbass. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, you have no p- backup of what you're saying. Yeah. We would get really annoyed with each other yeah. because I'm very emotional and he's very rational. Yeah. But there was a point last week that I like realized that he actually does have my back. and Because there are times when I say something... And he doesn't support me. I'm like, oh, he doesn't have my back. Mm-hmm. But that's my emotion speaking. Mm-hmm. And then last week, this NFL player 
was there was a video that came out of him kicking a woman. Mm-hmm. And the team that he was on, the Chiefs suspended him, or uh, released him from the team right away. Mm-hmm. And Evan, I told Evan that, he goes, that's a really smart move. And it's also really good for the franchise and also sends a really good message. And I'm like, oh, you do have my back. Yeah. Like, this man was violent towards another woman. Yeah. Multiple women, actually, in one video. What happened? I just want to see what it sounds like when I move it to this one. So he got, he got to that decision that where he said it was a great move for the Chiefs to release him. By not basing it on emotion, but he still had the same opinion as me. Yeah. And I felt very supported. Yeah. There are times where I'm like, we don't think the same. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to work. But I think it's made us both smarter. Like, I think it's improved his... Yeah, really think about what you're saying. I think it's improved his emotional intelligence, and it's improved, like, my factual intelligence. I feel like it sounds a lot better on this setting that I just changed it to, but I can't tell if I'm just being dramatic. What else you got? Have you been with someone who just like over compliments you? No, because I don't let people do that. Oh, like you don't let anyone compliment you? Or you no, don't I don't mind guys? compliments, but like I don't want someone to ever tell me that I'm cute. Ever? Like I don't, I don't think that's a compliment. Oh, I think that's yeah. like degrading. Yeah. When you're like, oh, you're so cute. It's like you can say my outfit is cute, but I'm not cute. I'm abrasive. I'm annoying. Like, I'm not cute. And for, so I've never let, like, my boyfriend in high school, who's now married, he's doing just fine. Maybe he'll listen to this. Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy used to compliment me a lot, but it was like, it felt like very preschool compliments. Like, Mm. you're so cute, or you're the funniest. Like, no, enough. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Did you have a favorite or least favorite dating app when you were on them? Yeah, I loved Hinge. And honestly, I loved the Jewish ones, like J-Swipe or J-Crush. Yeah. Those were the two that were around. I never used J-Date because it's so expensive. Oh, it's expensive? Oh, my God. It's like $49 a month. What? But that's what it was four years ago. Oh, my God. Why? Um, Because Jews can afford it, apparently. I have friends whose parents have paid for them to go on J-Date. That's incredible. Yeah. So I loved Hinge because I liked knowing, like, how I was connected to someone. Yeah. They don't do that anymore, though. I know. I heard that. But back in the day, back in my day, days of yore, (laughs) (laughs) they used to say, uh, you know, this guy is a fourth-degree connection, and I could figure out where they came from. And as an internet sleuth, I always felt like I, I felt more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I liked Hinge. I did OkCupid for a while. Mm-hmm. People like that. I like it, but there's something to be said about a a web app. Like, the guy I dated before Evan, I met on OkCupid. The thing about that is you can see the last time they logged on, and I became Ugh. like... I'd get compulsively jealous where this guy would tell me that he was very serious about me, mm-hmm. and then I'd go on OkCupid, and I would see that he had logged in, like... 10 minutes after he told me that. That's so uncomfortable. And it made me really distrusting. Yeah, for sure. That would make anyone distrusting. That's and disgusting. I kept checking it. Yeah, of course. And then we ended up breaking up, but he was a lunatic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Also um, Jewish. Like, I uh, tried my fair share of Jewish men. You tried. Didn't work. 
I was gonna say, I was gonna say something about matching with one of your friends on Hinge and just how it kind of like sent me into. It was just, it was, it felt really creepy because I I had met him before. And I yeah, I like, think that's weird. Yeah. I think when you meet someone and then you match, it's kind of like funny to like swipe right. Yeah. But then it doesn't end up being anything, or you match and. I didn't one of my friends like ghost you and then you ran into him at a party. I kind of I ghosted him. You ghosted him. We kind of ghosted each other. He's gonna be on the podcast. He's a good dude. Yeah, I'm excited. Even though he keeps canceling. To well, be he on the travels podcast. a lot. Apparently, he's in San Diego right now. <sighs> That's fine. That would be a good episode though if it ever actually happens. Yeah, he's awesome. Is there anything else you feel really strongly about that you want to talk about? What, what I found really interesting these days, I think you and I talked a little bit about this at dinner the other night. I think girls my age, as they get closer to 30, are, like, obsessed with having a boyfriend. Mm. They'll date anything that moves. And they end up settling. And I'm very lucky because I found this guy who ended up being very perfect, mm-hmm. honestly. But I have friends that are... Settling. They're settling. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to, like, don't worry about your age. Like, my mom has a friend. My mom is 62, and her best friend just got married. That's amazing. She's, like, 58. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, like, sure, she'll never have a kid, but she had dogs. Yeah. And she felt very fulfilled by that. And you can always adopt. Mm-hmm. There's other ways to, have, like, give birth or, like, have a child these days. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to bring up, that, like, age is very scary because of the societal pressures that are put on us. Mm -hmm. Like, I went to six weddings this summer, and every wedding would go up to heaven and be like, let's just get married. And he's like, yo, we have a lot of work we have to do before we get married. it just made you feel like, oh, I just want to be married. Yeah, like, oh, I want to have a party with all of my friends. Yeah. But, like, Evan and I had a lot of growing and learning that we had to do. Yeah. And, but the thing is, is most of the people that got married this summer had been dating less time than us. And for me, that was really scary. I was like, am I behind? But like you set your own pace and you set your own time. My mantra in life is good for her, not for me. For sure. I love that. Yeah. Let's get that tattooed on our bodies. Yeah, let's get it. You want to get it on your ankle? No, that's going to hurt. But? Yeah. Good for her, not for me. Yeah. Perfect. Let's do it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the pod, Naomi. Thanks. This was so fun. I hope I wasn't boring. You weren't boring at all. Is there um, a cause that you'd like to plug? Oh, yeah. Girls Who Code uh, provides free summer programs and after-school clubs for teen girls where they can explore coding in a fun and friendly environment. The reason why this is so important is because the tech world is very cisgender white male. And I think if we start teaching girls, and there's they uh, focus on gender non-binary awesome. kids as well, if we focus on them at in their transformative years when they're teens, it will change the landscape of tech. That's awesome. So I'll send you a link. It's really easy. Thank you so much. So that the link to donate to and find out more about Girls Who Code will be in the description of this episode. And if you like what you're hearing, please make sure to rate and review us now that we are finally on iTunes. That's the number one way you can help us succeed um, is by giving us a good review, especially since Instagram seems to think that I'm a sex trafficking ring and won't let me promote my page. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and we'll catch you next time.